episode of From the Nosebleeds, episode 34. Let's get it. It's your boy, once again, Joe Mo in the building. We here, and I always got my rider with me. Corey, he's in the hey. building as well, too. Skirt, skirt, what's going on? Yes, sir. I'm running through it. Hey. <laughs> Never fail. Yeah, that, that that always gets me right. I don't know about you, but like, as fun as this is, some days I don't be feeling like doing this, right? But but as soon as that intro comes on, boy, exactly, I, I get in that mode. Exactly. Like I, as soon as as soon as that and the beat drop, that's like all right, bet, bet, bet. Like we we here now, and it's time to roll. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, be having the energy, and then it's like all right, let's get it. Let's right. get it. It's been a crazy week, um, sports-wise, uh, personally-wise, and everything. I know you got a lot going on right now. For sure, for sure. Uh, my man's life is about to change in a few days, so yes, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be fun. Wish you all the best, my brother. You know thank what I'm you, saying? thank you so much. Thank and, you so much. Um, I appreciate that. It's almost game time. Oh, yeah, almost game time. I know you're ready, so we're going uh, to be turning up real soon. Um However, we're going to get into this sports stuff right now as the NBA Finals is underway. And um, right now, it is a tie series, 1-1. Yep. Um, and it was very – it's very lopsided series right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Um, game one was totally unexpected. Mm -hmm. Game two was just as expected as it should have been game one. But how you feel about the NBA Finals right now? And, um, yeah, give me your intake. I'm loving it so far. I'm really loving it. Um, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's a lot of back and forth. Um, the results have been a little lopsided. But, you know, it almost reminds me of the last series with Miami and Boston. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the way their series started, it was just blowout after blowout. Um, and then, you know, remember after the first two games, everyone kept talking about, you know, Boston, they've really won this whole series minus that one quarter, you know, one minus right. the one third quarter with them against Miami and look at them now, like literally <laughs> the same exact thing that they're doing. Uh, you know, Golden State has dominated the series minus that one third quarter in game one. So uh, I think the parallels are funny, but I mean, man, it's, it's been a great series so far. The stars are shining. Um, they're getting some contributions from some expect unexpected uh, role players. Uh, and it's been fun. It's been fun, man. I, I will put this on record. Uh, this series will go seven. It's going the distance for sure. <laughs> for sure. Hey, hey, this is the one time that I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah. Um, You know, this series has been very interesting as far as uh, <laughs> what, what's been expected and what's been happening in the second mm -hmm. half of these games. Um, has really been the game changer. It's the first half is in every game has been close. 
Um, if game one, first half was close, even the second game. Mm-hmm. And then a deciding factor was the third quarter. And Boston got the best of them in the third quarter yep. uh, in the first game. And then Golden <laughs> State, we know what they've done. Like, they just <laughs> literally uh, came alive. And yeah. this is without Clay Thompson, you know, being Clay Thompson. You know, mm-hmm. he's been in a very bad funk right now. Um, I think yesterday he was uh, four for like 18 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was not pretty Um, it, it wasn't good at all. And I think that, you know, with them having a blowout victory, um, it was pretty impressive. I mean, people stepped up like Jordan Poole, um, Kevon Looney. Um, he's been he's been having a great playoff. Absolutely. I think this is the underrated. Yes, uh, he's the most underrated guy in the playoffs. Excellent right point. Now. Excellent point. And <laughs> Kevin Looney has been wow. If there was like a co MVP, I think you know you know minus the results, I think mm-hmm. he should receive something for how he's been playing because yeah. I didn't expect him to play this well um, this series and really been a really good uh, jump starter for mm-hmm. them. Um, but like you said, man, I definitely think it's going to go seven games. Um, I'm very impressed with Boston and we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I personally think it's going to go six, Mm -hmm. but you know, we'll see if clay gets like his game back is going to go six. If he keeps being on these woes, Mm -hmm. like we're seeing right now, um, it's, it probably goes seven. Like, like you said, I totally agree with that. I, I um, really, I really want to see a game where the, all the stars shine. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to see a, a great back and forth where Curry's cooking, uh, Clay is cooking, Draymond's doing his thing, and then on the other side, you got Jalen doing his thing, you got Tatum mm-hmm. doing. His, like, I really want to see a game where just everyone's clicking, because man, I think that game would just be full of so many highlights. You know, so much <laughs> fire. Yeah. Um, but each game, someone's been missing. You know what I mean? Tatum was missing from game one, basically. Uh, what, 12 mm-hmm. points, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Clay, Clay was missing last night. Um, all the role players from Boston were missing last night. They had three starters. Mm-hmm. Three starters with two points at one point. Yep. And, and and Smart, uh, Robert Williams, and then Al Horford. So, I mean, like, I just I really want to see a game where they're all clicking. Uh, where we can see everyone at their best because I think that's what we really, really want to see. Exactly. Yeah, I, but, I totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, overall, though, I think for the for next series, I'm gonna go ahead and lay it out there for for what I see for the rest of the series. I see Boston taking the next two at home. So we're talking three one. Whoa! I, I see Golden <laughs> State coming back and winning the next two, one at home, one on the road, three three, and then I see that's how we're gonna get to a game seven. So I see both teams getting on a little hot streak. I say that only because Golden State just has this thing where, for some reason, they just don't take things 100% serious until they absolutely have to. You know what I mean? They <laughs> exactly. just they have this thing where their back is against the wall. You know, uh, they got to be, like, in the clutch for them to really, really, really uh, perform to their best. And so that's why I can see them getting down 3-1 and then digging out of that hole. Hey, um... That's a stretch, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's not far fetched, though. Not at, at, by any means. I think that, you know, in Boston, I think it's gonna go one-one. Um, I don't think that Boston is gonna. They've been 
they've been good at home, but mm -hmm. they've been allowing people to shut them out at home as well, yeah, too. They have, they have. As we saw in Miami, like they shut them out in game six uh, uh, in Boston. So, mm -hmm. like, I don't see them really just that home court advantage doesn't scare me. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. like, actually better um, on the road. Yeah. So, I really see them being 1 1 uh, in Boston. Um, Golden State, um, I definitely see them winning at home. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, you know, closing it out, um, unless they just win it all, win it, win it outright, mm -hmm. um, and you know, don't lose the rest of the series, but um, they have the team to shut them out in five. Like they have the team. It's just about the players, right? You know, really coming to life. I mean, they brought back Gary Payton. You know, Iguodala actually came back from the dead. Yeah, and, that was surprising. You know, <laughs> played a couple of minutes in game one, which he had a really good impact. He got injured or whatever, but I think he was going to come back in the road games. Mm -hmm. Um, but like if they play to their full strength. Game two is is gonna be a normal thing. Yeah, um, I don't see that uh, being an issue at all. So, um, other than that, man, who do you think, based off who wins, mm -hmm. who is the highest candidate for finals and finals MVP in your opinion? Oh boy, uh, for Golden State. I think it's finally going to be the Steph. Finally. <laughs> I know finally. that's like finally. the one knock everyone has had against Steph. Uh, the one, I mean, this that's really, really fishing, you know what I mean, to try to find something against the man because uh, he's been damn near perfect in every category there is. Sure. Um, but he does lack a finals MVP on his resume. So mm. um, that's the one thing he's lacked. And it looks like from the jump, from the very beginning, he's been determined to kind of set the stage for this, um, for this mm -hmm. type of performance. So I don't know whether it's the, all the Marcus Smart talk, you know, the, the Steph Stopper talk that got to him or whether it's just, you know, <laughs> him really, really wanting his MVP. I don't know what it is, but he's definitely been focused and locked in. Uh, so if Golden State takes the title, I, I can't see how he can't win. I mean, even just off the two, you know, game one and game two performances that he's had, even if he's kind of just mediocre through the rest of the series, uh, mm -hmm. I think he would still take it. Um, huh. But then looking at the Boston side, it's a toss-up, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, Tatum went missing in game one. He came back a bit in game two. But to be honest, I've seen a lot more out of Jalen Brown for these I first agree. few games uh, I than agree. I have with, with Jason Tatum. And just the reason being, he's kind of been more all around. Uh, I mean, he's had some very key defensive stops, some key blocks, some key hustle plays. Some key um, dunks, too. Yeah, some key dunks. Yeah, exactly right about that. Some monster dunks. Uh, so, so far, I think he's been more so the one to bring his team more energy. Maybe not points necessarily, but energy-wise and dictating the flow of the game, he's been the one to kind of hit a lot of those clutch shots and have a lot of those clutch moments. So, as of right now, uh, I would lean towards Jalen Brown being the MVP of Boston, uh, depending on how things go. Yeah, man, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more on this topic. Um, I agree with you on both points. Uh, I think that uh, Steph Curry is eager mm -hmm. and very determined and tired of the, you know, the talk, the yeah. nonsense, yeah. Yeah. the nonsense, slander, exactly. <laughs> per se, exactly. uh, on his name and, you know, just wants to put a hush, hush to that talk. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, I see it. I see it from game one. Like you can tell that he is ready to receive it. And, you know, especially if they win, that's something that I definitely see them happening. He's definitely outshined um, himself and being the leader of that team. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's clear, you know, um, there could be a discussion about, you know, the consistency of Draymond, Mm -hmm. which uh, I think is kind of, you know, it's not talked about enough, but Draymond is, he's, he's a a great piece to that team. Absolutely. Like without Draymond, they don't go far. Yeah. Um, He's the key. He's literally the key. He's the heartbeat of that team for sure. He, he definitely is. He keeps the pace going. He puts them in a position to where, you know, they make the plays of what they want to make. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like Draymond really helps Clay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get him in his spots. Yep. Things of that nature. And you can see him without Draymond. It's like they're a totally different team. Absolutely. Um, and uh I think he's been consistent. And I obviously I don't think he'll be a finals MVP, but I think that he could be, you know, a, a runner up. In, in something that, you know, will be meaningful. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in Jalen Brown. He's just consistent. Yeah. Like, he's been consistent throughout yeah. the series so far. Yeah, locked in. Um, and, yeah, the first quarter, he had, like, 15 points. Like, mm-hmm. he had all the points. And um, Jason Tatum obviously came around. But, yeah, Jalen Brown, man, he is doing his thing. And um, I definitely noticed it. Um, another one was Marcus Smart, but his terrible game, game two. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, that just knocked him right out. Yeah. If he had yeah. another game one <laughs> performance, I would have been like, man, maybe Marcus Smart could have be uh in finals MVP if they right. won. But right. that he just got right back to earth. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for I sure, for like, sure. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me just shut up on that. Um, but yeah, man, looking forward to the rest of these games. Wednesday um, is game three, and I Absolutely. cannot wait. Yes, sir. I, let me tell you, though, I, I hate these breaks in between these games. I be feeling like Bro. there's nothing to do but sit around and wait. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't, though. There isn't nothing to do. And it's just like, and they're so long. Like, yes. Why, why was game two four days later? Yes. Like. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah, going and they didn't on even here? travel. They like they, they literally stayed in the same spot and didn't even travel. They, and they, they literally had, they chilled four days. Four days. Like... <laughs> and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I'm glad yeah. like game three, game five, four is a little bit closer. Yeah, like they're like literally, which doesn't make sense either, right? Because you're traveling to Boston and they're back to back. Right, right. They have one exactly. day of rest. I'm right. just like, something's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's all good, man. Looking forward to it. Um, something that we haven't talked about, man, as we're transitioning, um, that's been going on for a while now mm-hmm. is the Brittany Grinder situation. And um it's been a case for a while. Um but to shine some light on it, uh let me just tell you everyone what's going on. So she went under criminal investigation for a large scale of transport of drugs um, in a foreign land, which is in Russia, and she was sentenced to you know uh, 10 years mm-hmm. behind bars. 
Yeah. Um, they're currently her and her team are currently fighting this situation. And uh, if you don't know who Brittany Griner is, she is the center for the Phoenix Mercury's uh, in the WNBA. So um, it's been going on. You know, people have been you know um, trying to protest about her about the situation. Really trying to help uh, her get out of the situation because um, being detained in Russia is a completely different animal than getting detained in America. So, um, yeah, man, well, how do you feel about the situation um, or do you shine any insight on it? Yeah, it's it's a mess, to be honest with you. There's a lot of different sides to it, a lot of different details going on. But long story short, Brittany Griner, she, she needs to be home. She needs to be back in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, she needs to be released. Uh, she's being unlawfully detained. Uh, keyword, unlawfully. Um, and it, it's really a mess. Just from, from everything I understand, it all stems from... Uh, them finding, I guess, I don't, I don't know the ex exact amount, but apparently there was weed or at least like remnants of of marijuana uh, mm. that she was vaping. So like in a vape pen. Now I, gotcha, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know the full details, but from what I know, you can't fit that much weed in a vape pen. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly. Like, for them to claim that she's transporting as if, you know, like with intent to sell, like she's some yeah, like she's drug a, lord or something. Yeah, like she's a Picasso. Or yeah, right. That, El that, Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> I said Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, so for them to try to make it seem as if it's something much bigger than it is, is ridiculous to me on one. Uh, and then for two, you know, I, I'm always weary of foreign countries. You know, you just, whenever you visit another foreign country, I think you should tread lightly. You should be very, very mm -hmm. careful of your surroundings, mm -hmm. very careful of, of just the things you do, um, because we do know their justice systems are nothing like ours here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, she's been going to Russia for years now, playing, mm -hmm. playing basketball for them year after year just to try to make some extra income, because we all know our WNBA players over here in the U.S. don't make much money. Um, so she's over there doing, trying to do the right thing and representing their country, the country of Russia, uh, you know, mm -hmm. playing, playing well over there, dominating over there. Uh, so everyone knows who she is. Um, I would assume she's in good standing over there. So why she's being targeted like now out of, you know, the years yeah. that she's been going over there, I can see why she let her guard down. That's like a second home to her. You know what I mean? Correct, so correct. why would you feel the need to be super uptight and watch your every move? Uh, you would think you're safe and protected over there. So that's another reason why this is just really mind-blowing. Uh, and, man, we've, we've just got to get the right people involved. Um, I love to see how NBA players and other celebrities and some talk shows and everything have gotten involved in bringing more awareness to the situation. But we've got to get this into the hands of politics. Um, I know there's a lot of other stuff going on in the country, which is working against her right now. Um, Correct. With the, the gun issues we got going on, gun control, exactly. uh, all these killings, uh, the financial crisis we're still in, COVID ramping back up. Like, there's a lot of things getting in the way and distracting exactly. from her situation. Uh, but, man, it's been over 100 days now, I think, that yeah, she's been, been over there. It's, it's, it's been, been way too long. I feel like this could be easily resolved if it just got into the right hands, whether that's the president, whether that's Congress, whatever it is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, man, it's got to get into the right hands because this is just absolutely ridiculous. Sound like she just need a new lawyer. <laughs> Man, clearly, I, I don't even know if it's a lawyer because I just, I don't I fully don't know what their judicial judicial system or their law system looks like over there. I don't know how much a lawyer can do. I don't know if the lawyer works the same as they do over here. I don't know. 
But man, something. We need something. I, I don't know. We need something. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Uh, the situation is getting kind of out of control just because yeah. it's like it's not it's not lawfully correct. And yeah. they're trying to make it bigger than what it actually is. And if she's gonna be detained, at least you know, most countries, mm-hmm. you know, if you're detained or certain situations, if you get in trouble in the country that you're not a citizen in, uh, you get sent back to your country. Mm-hmm. And um, you either get detained over there. So um, that's in most cases it works like that. So now if she's a citizen in Russia, if she like did dual citizenship, then mm-hmm. that may be the reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, technically, if she's not a citizen and she's an American citizen, as she is, yeah, um, she should be getting sent back and at least detained from there or whatever the case may be yep, until nice. everything gets figured out. Um, but you know, hopefully everything you know works out for that situation, and I'm sure somebody's on it. And, um, you know, it's just been way too long. I know her wife has spoke out the other day yeah, absolutely. Um, about the situation and they're trying to make the necessary adjustments to to bring her home. So um, hopefully that situation works out for her. I wish her all the best and that uh, she gets back soon for yep. sure. Free BG. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, as we're getting into a different topic, um, OKC, OKC, you remember that team? Uh, back when they were relevant, I oh, shoot, I honestly don't. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's been I a feel long like it's time, been right? forever. I really do. <laughs> it has been a long time, right? Yeah. Like at one point, there was Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and KD played on one team. You believe that? Did they? I forgot. You remind me. I don't know if you remember. Did they go to the finals, or did they, was it just the conference finals? Oh, you have to, yes. They went to the finals. They did go to the finals. Okay, yep. gotcha. That man, that's hard to believe. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. You remember yeah. what year that was? Oh no, I have no clue. No clue. I, if I had to guess, probably like twelve, maybe twelve, thirteen, something like that. You know, you're a really good guesser. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'll probably take you on Family Feud or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of basketball in my life. <laughs> yeah, man. They were in the finals. Um, they pretty much almost got swept, but you know, they had a lot of history together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh if they would have stayed together, who tell no Sheesh. oof. Sheesh. Like who's telling that what they could have done, what they could have yeah. been. Absolutely. Um but however, you know, this topic is a little bit different. And uh, which of the OKC big three are you most concerned about for the rest of their careers? Um, as it's as their careers are slowly spiraling out of control. Yeah, man. Awesome, awesome question. Uh, this is so interesting because, I mean, all three showed so much promise at different points of their career. You know, yeah. uh, Westbrook was averaging a triple-double for, what, two two straight seasons? Um, three. Three straight seasons. Excuse me. Three straight seasons. Uh <laughs> Harden was what scoring champ for a couple of seasons, like doing his thing in Houston, uh, playoffs every year. And then KD, I mean, we we all know what he's done time and time again, year after year. So they've just, they've all done, they had these major accomplishments at different times, but to look at where all three of them are at now, like, 
all three of them are almost unrecognizable for, <laughs> mm. you know, compared to things back then. But out of the three, uh, when you talk about most trouble um, and when we talk about like legacy and, and, you know, how much juice they have left in the tank, how much time they have left, I'm giving it to KD. I, I really what? am. I'm giving it to KD. I will say KD's legacy, his career is at the most risk. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Okay. I'm not talking about in terms of skill, in terms of talent, all that, blah, blah, blah. KD is going to be a monster. He's got at least another four or five years of his prime left, in my opinion, to where he can still lead his team and do great things. But KD, he's measured differently than, than Russ and then Harden. KD's measured in championships, right? Correct. I agree. As of today, as of right now, I don't see this man getting another chip. Mm. With within the next four or five years, seasons, he, I mean, unless he was ring chasing and towards the end of his career, I don't see him winning another chip as the number one player on the team. I just don't. Um, the teams he he's been on he, that you know, as of lately with Kyrie, uh, his boss, his uh, Boston, sorry, not Boston teams, his Brooklyn teams, mm. uh, they don't have enough talent. They don't have enough talent. He doesn't have enough health. He doesn't have enough help. Uh, and the way these other Eastern Conference teams are looking. He's got a lot of people in his way to where I don't see him having any type of easy path towards another chip. And the more and more I see it, it's just more and more questions as to why he would have left the perfect situation uh, in Golden State. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they would still be winning chips if he were there. Mm-hmm. But since he chose to leave, he wanted to do his own thing. I think it's going to look really, really bad if he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's going to look like a failed experiment. Uh, he fell way short. And especially if Golden State keeps winning without you, <laughs> I mean, now it's looking it's looking kind of crazy on you. Like, what are you doing? You know what Correct. I mean? To me, it's hampering and tarnishing your legacy a little bit because more and more people are starting to wonder, huh, is Steph Curry the only reason he got his chip? You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. Steph Curry the only reason that, that KD got his chip? Um, and people are within the rights to ask that question because it's looking mm-hmm. more and more like it. This man couldn't make it out in the first round. Yeah. So, so scratch that scratch this man couldn't win a single game in the first round <laughs> are you serious yeah, exactly are exactly. you serious like I, I would respect you more if you kept falling short you know year after year like the conference finals the semis whatever but sure. bro you couldn't win a single you got swept swept yeah it's not looking good for you. It's really not. So with all that being said, man, believe it or not, I say KD is in the most trouble out of the original OKC Big Three. Ooh, um, that's a very valid statement. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, gonna air, I'm gonna air it out right now. I'm gonna air it out. I know it's a little, <laughs> little, little hot for my take. You know what I'm saying? So it is a, definitely a hot take <laughs> for sure. Uh, golly, I gotta take some clothes off. Um, but. Oh dear. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Um, no, nah, I totally agree, man. To uh, to KD's defense, I am a KD guy, and um, they're missing defense over there, and they don't really have it. And consistency in Kyrie, they have a part-time worker and no defense, and you know it's like KD's the only option, yep. and um. You know, I don't think, for one, I don't think KD will ever become a second fiddle on a team. No. I don't, like, even toward the end of his career, he won't. Like, he he will be in the discussion of LeBron James and still averaging 30 at the age of 39, 38. Like, okay. he, he just has that talent 
and you know that capability that capability of effortless scoring mm-hmm. and you know I mean he's a seven footer that can shoot threes and create his own shot like he's not gonna fall to the wayside I I strongly believe that I respect um, that um <clears throat> however they he does need some help uh will he stay in Brooklyn if Kyrie keeps up with this nonsense uh I don't think so you know I really don't think so mm-hmm. um but you know they need to figure it out they need to get the pieces they need to add the necessary um players to get the defense they need because they don't have it they like they struggle and you yeah. know if Ben Simmons can Oh my gosh! I hate even talking about big him. if, <laughs> big if if he can just get out of his way and oh, play an NBA game for millions of dollars, which I don't know why that's such a struggle. Right? Um, he, they will start looking a little bit better because, like I said before, if he plays, he spreads the floor out a little bit to mm-hmm. where um he'll get everybody in their spots when he's healthy and confident player. Like we've mm-hmm. seen Ben Simmons at his best and Ben Simmons at his best is very scary player. Yeah. And um, you know, I used to talk a lot of junk about Ben Simmons, but I really hope he gets back to, <laughs> you know, where he used to be. Cause right. it was a special seeing him. Cause I ain't I ain't care if he didn't shoot. But right. he was dominant in the paint and he knew how to give you twenty assists. Yeah. If he, he needed to be the game in, in lots of other ways for sure. Correct. And you know, with three blocks and you know what I'm saying, steals and stuff like that. So if we can get him in the mix, um, it who knows? It may be a game changer. However, I think uh, that Russell Westbrook is slowly deteriorating. If you want to talk about a player that is, you know, slowly just losing it, um, you could have the same, you know, you could feel the same way about James. However... James has been kind of consistent. You know, he's had a game or two where it's like, what is going on? But, like, for the most part, you still know that you can get, you know, 25 and, you know, 10 out of. Can you? You can. You can. He's shown it. He's shown it. He even averaged this year. He averaged 23 and, and 10 this year. So, like, was it his greatest season? Obviously not. Did he have a couple playoff woes? Yes, he did. But there were there were flashes that James, if he gets accustomed to the system and, you know, him going into the season like midway, mm-hmm. not really getting adjusted to everybody, not really getting adjusted to the flow um, and get a full season with his team, I do see that them getting better in the long run. But Russell Westbrook, nah. Like, he had a full year full like full like I don't know time to get adjusted and he was just awful <laughs> I can't even explain how awful he was and I don't see it getting any better if he goes anywhere else I mean when he went to when he went to uh the Wizards he was awful um like that didn't work in uh in DC it didn't work in uh Houston Ever since he's left the OKC, it's been slowly been bad. Mm-hmm. And um, he's averaging more turnovers. 
uh, his points per game have been going down, down each year. And this was the first time he was never he wasn't even thought of for any first team anything, any type of all star anything, second or third team like first team ass back. That's about it. <laughs> exactly. Hey, get your ass back. Like, like it's been. I don't see. I see him slowly going by the wayside, and um, I don't know, man. Like if. It's just looking bad for Russell, and that's my opinion. Like, it's everything I just said. So, yeah. um, unless they figure it out, I think I don't even know a team that he could play at that could really fit his game. But at the end of the day, it's not working in LA, and it didn't work anywhere else. So, yeah. no, I, I really don't see him being dominant with anyone. Only team I could maybe see is like the Knicks. Possibly, I think they would. They would kind of give him the reins and let him kind of, yeah. but just just because the Knicks like to sell tickets, they're not trying to be good. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. um, I think that's the only thing Russ can do at this point is still maybe sell some tickets. Uh, but the reason I didn't pick him is honestly just because I feel like his career has been over. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> he's been over. <laughs> so when I talk about like who's in the most jeopardy through the rest of their career, I honestly didn't even count Westbrook in my head because he's been mm. he's been washed. He's been done. Ever since he's been moved around, you know, since being at OKC, uh, I think it's been all downhill from him, whether you want to talk about Houston, whether you want to talk about uh, Washington, whatever the case is. It's just been – it's all bad for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's no saving, I mean. Hey, I, hey, I totally agree. Well, I, I guess we – I guess we can agree to that point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, man, as we're getting this another juicier topic um, – Ja or Zion? Ja versus Zion. Did the Pelicans get it wrong? Who made the better decision? Boy, oh boy. This is this is an interesting one. I like <laughs> it's funny, you know, yeah. we talk about these topics like before we talk, but like when you ask it, I just realize how good of a question, how good of a debate this really is. <laughs> like yeah. it's always funny to me, as if this is new to me. Right. Uh, it's, a, but, it's a legit debate, though. Yeah, like, it really, is. It really yeah. is. My answer might shock you, might not, because I've been having hot takes all night today. So, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, I think the Pelicans made the right decision. Hmm. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> we, we see what Ja has done. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I think he's been the star of this postseason. You know what I mean? It's really been, it's been his coming out party. Uh, I think He's creating a lot of buzz headed into next year. I'm excited mm-hmm. to watch him play again next season. Um, you know, and we're not even done with this season because I really just want to see his continued growth and see what that team can really do. Um, it's really, I hate to see that you know he got knocked out with the injury and we really didn't get the full effect of that Golden State and Memphis matchup. Um, but man, with all that being said, Ja scares me. Um, not because he's a problem on the court. I mean, he does scare me in that in that nature too. He is a serious problem, but he scares me <laughs> yeah. in the sense of his game. I just see too much, uh, too much remnants of Derrick Rose. Yeah, and that's what bothers me. Um, his game is predicated a thousand percent on athleticism. Uh, yeah. He's he's developing, you know, a slight jumper. It, it's on and off. It's spotty. It's hit or miss. 
Um, but man, the way he goes to the rim, the way he falls to the floor, uh, the the speed at which he plays, reckless sometimes. I could just see an injury, a serious injury, really hampering his career. Whether yep. it's you know a knee, an ACL, MCL, whatever the case is, like just one wrong fall going up after a block or just you know trying to make a dunk over somebody, whatever the case is, as much fun as it is to watch that, it's scary to me because uh, we saw the way that that derailed D-Rose's career. And when your entire skill set is predicated off of your athleticism, uh, that, that's an issue. And not to mention, too, it was one game where I, I had never noticed before, but he took his shirt off after the game. I think he, he mm-hmm. gave his jersey away to somebody. I can't remember. And I never realized my dude is all sticks and bones. Like, all <laughs> sticks yeah. and bones. Like, I saw the man's rib cage. I'm like, damn, I never realized <laughs> – the man was that thin and that frail. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know he's you know still young in the league and still has time to kind of fill out and put more weight on. But as of right now, with that type of frame, um, and you know taking some of the hits he's taking, especially with all the trash he talks, let's not forget that. So you know people are swinging at you. You know what I'm saying? Like him and his daddy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, I just I really really worry about longevity. I really do. Now don't get me wrong. Obviously. Um, Zion has his his injuries as well to deal with. But Zion's game, although he does have just as much athleticism, is not predicated on that. Uh, sure. Zion can be a bully. He can play bully ball. Uh, he can still score in the paint without jumping over people. Um, mm-hmm. He has a little bit of a jumper as well, probably about the same as, as, uh, as Morant does, to be honest with you, in terms of the consistency sure. of hitting those shots. Uh, so I just don't think his game is as dependent on the athleticism, and not to mention, I think these recent injuries have kind of been a bit more of a freak injury situation for Zion. Mm-hmm. That body is gonna hold up longer than Jaw's body is, from my from exactly. my you know, my opinion. I'm I'm no obviously I'm no uh, freaking anatomist or whatever the term is, but correct, correct. <laughs> but from the eye I test, agree. I just I see Zion last longer. So that's my long winded short take. <laughs> nah, man, I totally. I totally agree with you again on this. Um, you know, I do think the Pelicans knew what they were getting themselves into as far as the long-term effect. Mm-hmm. In the long term, I think Zion will have a better career than John Morant in the long run because, yep. you know, it's just like Embiid in the process. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it took perfect. like Embiid almost two years yeah, perfect to get his body right. To to fully to fully get the exposure and what what he needed to be where he is today. Absolutely. So, um, uh, I I totally think that they knew what they were getting themselves into, and Zion is a top tier talent that could be an MVP in the league one day. I mean, all the games that we've seen him play, which is like maybe eighty five total, maybe less than that. He's averaged 28 <laughs> points, uh, seven rebounds, and, like, five assists. So, yep. like, it's 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 been very impressive what, what he has done. And um, so far, and I just think they're just being cautious for the right reasons. Yep. And they're being smart with it because they have the pieces now for them to be very scary. I know we talked about this a couple episodes ago as well. So, um, I definitely see them being a oh my gosh a frightening team i do too bro and they got like, another top pick this year as well like bro 
they are they are set. See, they are set like, in stage. Yeah, they <laughs> it's just the foundation, boy. They building the right foundation, I tell you that much. And um um they they definitely didn't get it wrong at all. Um, like you said before, I love Ja. I do see that team being a contender. Um, and they will be back. I mean, they gave they gave them boys a run for their money, you know. Um, and um, they were a young team, and that they're still growing and learning together. All these players on the team are just growing superstars. Uh, Dylan Brooks, you got Desmond Bang, you got you know. Um, Brandon Clark. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. Like Jaron Jackson. Yeah, they you got know, some studs. And so they really have um not not Valentunas, I'm sorry, Steven Adams. Yep. But um wrong white guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they have the pieces and they're gonna be back. I think they may need one more superstar. If they do get one, mm-hmm. they're gonna be that's so they can just so they can take a lot of the pressure off of Ja. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't want his I don't want his body to wear down to where he feels like he has to do the most every single game. And right. if they have another superstar, it'll kind of alleviate that pressure around all the pieces that they have. And then they'll have a bigger depth on their bench. And just bring one of those guys to the bench and like be able to bring that presence. So that's what I think they should do mm-hmm. to kind of alleviate the pressure yep. um, of Jaws' body. So. Um. Yeah, man. Is that's that's a really, really good topic. So, yeah. um, I'm definitely looking for. Man, I can't wait till next season. Yeah, already. me too. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> the NBA is in such a good place right now. Uh, the fact that they got people looking forward to next season when this season's not even over, and it's not because exactly. it's boring or anything. It's just because we left off on such a good note. You know, with the yeah. last year of the playoffs. So I can't wait to see more. Correct. All these playing games were super exciting. Yeah. Like Adam Silver adding all this and all this kind of this change in the environment, yeah. man. He's yeah. he's really I really like him. I, I wasn't too. sure about him too. as well. Yeah, I wasn't sure about him when he first came, but like now, I like Adam Silver. He's oh yeah, dope. yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like the man still he looks like a pedophile. Don't get me wrong. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives me some uneasy vibes, but man, that man knows how to run the league for sure. Yeah. And one thing, too, I love to see these young dudes. For, for a long time, people were saying, oh, you know, everybody's too friendly in the league. You know what I'm saying? These young guys, they're all friends. They all know each other. But I'm like, mm-hmm. from what we saw in the playoffs, these young dudes are talking that talk. And I yeah, love man. I think that's yeah. driving a lot of these storylines and a lot of this interest. They are talking mm-hmm. that talk. And I'm I'm all here for that. Yeah, uh-huh. I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it, too. Nothing wrong with the little trash talk. Yep. <laughs> um. Getting into the final topic, man. Uh, I seen this the other day, and I thought we should debate on it. And I was like, "Hmm, it's very interesting." Um, should the NBA season be shortened? If so, why? Man, uh, that's the easy one for me. It's a flat out no for me. It's a flat out <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> okay. It's very very easy. I I really don't feel the need to get into a lot of it. I think I've heard this too, and I think it was brought up. Uh, to try to negate the rest, you know, guys taking nights off. But right. the thing is, to me, guys are always going to look for a way to create an advantage. So if they, if you make it a 10-game season, dudes are still going to try to find a, a way to rest. Oh, you play 10? Well, I'm a, let me see if I can play 9. I can get one more extra night of rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be to a point where, you know, matter of fact, 
I'm gonna just sit the whole ten game season out and hope my team makes it to the playoffs. That way, I'll be fresh for the playoffs. Like they're just gonna continue <laughs> <laughs> to try to find ways to to get ahead, regardless of how yeah. change the length of the the year. Uh, so I, I really don't think it should be changed, to be honest with you. Uh, Adam Silver, we just talked about him, and he's, he's extremely smart man. He takes plenty of advice. He listens to the right people. I know they can come up with a different solution um, to help solve this this rest issue, but I don't think shortening the season is the answer. Uh, it's, it's been this way for forever, and to me, it, it's not broke. I, it, you right. know, some people may question it, but to me, it ain't broke. So why try to fix it? That's the way I see it. So eighty two is what it is, and I think that's how it should be. Yeah, I I, I hear you. I mm-hmm. thought about it as well, too. And I was like, it couldn't be a bad thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's not really for the player. I think <laughs> if it is going to be done, it should be for the consumer experience. So if they do shorten the season to, I would say, 62 games, right? 62, okay. I f- uh, say they do it to 62 games, mm-hmm. right? I think that they should have a mandate that every player must play. Mm-hmm. Okay, unless you literally have a sign-off doctor's note that you are injured. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, I'm going to take a rest day. Just so you can have the consumer experience and that when you guys get to the playoffs, everyone's at a competitive advantage mm-hmm. so that no one's really like, hey, oh, I'm just going to take off the last five games and get ready for the playoffs. No, mm-hmm. you have to play. You're just going to be just as fatigued as the other guy. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, if you are going to do that, make the mandate for it and, you know, you know, give the consumer that spends the $400, $500 ticket mm-hmm. or whatever the experience that they need because at the end of the day, like, the customers and the people who go and watch and support these games, buy their jerseys, it's important. And, and mm-hmm. I know that from experience. Like I spent like a hundred dollars uh, to see Kobe play one day, and he decided to rest that game. Yeah, he was still in the building, um, but you know, it was like, damn, I yep. didn't get a chance to see him play. Yep, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So yep. like, yep. Like, and this was in Orlando. This was in Orlando this was a while ago. So yeah. um had his jersey and everything and I was yeah. like and it kind of sucked. So yeah. That's I, it's the crazy thing too, specifically in, for people who live in cities with bad teams. Like right. the only games you look forward to going to are when the stars come to town because you can't look forward to your own team, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> but the stars exactly. love to sit out against the sorry team. So you you're really in a tough position being in a place like Orlando or you know, some other team like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So that's that's how I feel. Like mm-hmm. I feel like to protect the consumer experience, like these guys need to play, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's just your job. Your job is the ball. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, if you if my job is the hoop, I'm playing. Yeah, for sure. I don't care. Sure. Like, I'm I'm playing. Unless like I'm my ankles broke, my hand is broke, I'm immobile, I am playing. Like Mikhail Bridges. He's been in the league for five years, hasn't missed a game, not once. Yep, absolutely. He holds the record for playing the most games consecutively. Yep. Ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> Ridiculous. And he's a starter. Yeah. So, um, and, I, and I respect him a lot. You know what I'm saying? Of course, no one's coming to see Mikel Bridges, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, he shows up to work. Yeah. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? And Getting paid millions to do that. 
That's what I'm saying. That's how he feels. So, yeah. like, I just feel like as a consumer, you know, yeah, but I agree with you. You should shorten the season so that it gives them, you know, that that extra rest of when the playoffs is over, then your break is longer. You know, you got four or five, you got maybe five months instead of like maybe what, four months or, or six months of off season versus right. the time that you have. So like, yeah, man, if you shorten it, make that mandate, make everybody play, make the playoffs the same, keep yep. the playing game. And we go from there. You know what I'm saying? Um, maybe, maybe um, they should do it like the NFL, like have the first round, not the first rounder, but the number one seed, like a, a bye week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, something like that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, to kind of so, encourage it. Yeah. Yeah, to encourage yeah. the rest time or whatever the case may be. But yeah. um, actually, uh, I just I just came out with two two potential things in my head, two potential scenarios. And uh, next time Adam Silver listens to this episode, he can kind of, you know, pitch these. Pitch these and let me know what you think. So Exactly. Uh, one, I'm always listening. Oh, always, always. Yeah. He hit me up the other day, matter of fact. told me he, it's been a minute since we dropped the episode. So, <laughs> um, so, and you let me know what you think, too. So, number one, you treat it like the technical system, right? The technical mm-hmm. file system where we keep track. And once you get to X amount of games that you sat out without a doctor's doctor's note, let's say you quote unquote doctor's note, mm-hmm. it counts against you. And let's say you get five, five games, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that you're allowed to rest, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Each game after that five is a suspension, just like, you know, mm-hmm. technical fouls. And those suspensions carry over into the playoffs. So you talk mm-hmm. about players potentially missing playoff games for resting. So that, that's one solution I got. Second one, this is a little more complicated. It takes a lot of math to go into it, but I, I like this one a lot better. During the playoffs, you get to play at the same percentage rate that you play during the regular season. So let's say you rested, hmm. you rest, let's say 10 out of 82 games. That's what we'll just say that's like 8%. I don't know. I'm, I can't do math right now. Let's say it's, you sat out 8% of games because of rest. Correct. So during the playoffs, you have to, you're mandated to sit out 8% of the minutes in the playoffs because <laughs> that's how much you rest. Now, that would take a lot of math and, you know, a lot of uh, statisticians and everything to keep track of that. But I think I really like that idea. Just mm-hmm. something to carry over from the regular season to the playoffs that really, really has an impact on the game. That's very interesting. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I definitely like that. That would be... A little bit complicated, but yeah, a you know, bit. <laughs> they, they would. Hey, they pay people, uh, you know, for less. They pay people a lot for less. You know, and they what pay saying? people so, to sit. So you know, what they I'm saying? pay people a lot for less. So they, they pay people to sit on the bench. So I know they get paid somebody to do this. <laughs> exactly. Put a little effort in. <laughs> oh man, but I, I definitely like those ideas. Hey, Adam, you know what I'm saying? Brainstorm a little bit. Yeah. All right. It. If you need, if you need us to fly in and like, you know, really help you brainstorm, mm-hmm. that's uh. I'm sure we'll be able to clear our schedules to make yeah, that happen. Yeah, I, I can squeeze it in for sure. Just let me know in advance. I can squeeze it in. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Just let us know a little oh, bit in advance, and then yeah. we'll make that happen. All right, Adam? That's appreciate facts. you. Oh, man. So, uh, we talked about a lot today, man. Um, I'm looking forward to what's about to happen in the next few days, the next few weeks. Yes, sir. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. 
Corey, it's a pleasure, big dog. Yes, sir. Appreciate as it. Always. Hey, my my last episode as a as an old man. I'm about to be new man next time we talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. So everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is another episode of from the nosebleeds. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is a wrap.